Hello, my name is Amber. I am an energy healer and a teacher and a coach. My website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. And my work focuses on healing core wounds, aligning my clients with their life purpose, healing inner child wounds and trauma, and intuitive readings and Reiki attunements. So today's podcast is focused on a plea, a cry, if you like, that I hear quite regularly in my one-to-one sessions uh, with clients, which is, my job no longer satisfies me. Sometimes, my, you know, the phrasing can be, I hate my job, I'm not enjoying it, it's draining me, uh, I feel trapped in my work. And I'd like to just spend a bit of time on unraveling what that means and and how we can move past that into a space where we love what we do. One of the most interesting things that I have found over the years in healing sessions with clients is so often I hear this, I don't enjoy my job or I don't enjoy the environment in which I work, the people are toxic or the hours are too long or I just feel like I'm not achieving anything with my life. And through the course of a session I might say to someone, what is it that you always wanted to do? And it's surprising how many times there's a split between how many times that question either really flummoxes flummox people and they um, they really don't have an answer. So they, th- they, they say, I never really thought about it. I don't know what I'd like to do. Or the, the other side of that is the moment I ask that question, the client will come out immediately with, with what it is. Oh, I've always wanted to paint or write or sing or dance or act or whatever, you know, um, have my own design company or um, make films or whatever it is. And I always find that fascinating that it's so close to the surface what it is that our soul really desires to do. And even with those clients who say, oh, I don't know, I've never really talked about it, within a few minutes, within about five, ten minutes, we probably will have got to what it is that they love, their passions. So when I hear people say to me, I don't enjoy my job, I hate my job, I don't like my working environment, I'm depleted at work, I feel unhappy at work, one of the first questions that comes up, and it's a kind of a red flag for me, is are you really in alignment with your life purpose? Are you really doing what it is that you're here to do? Are you in alignment with what makes you happy? Because when you are in alignment with what makes you happy, yes, there are days when you're tired and you're fed up and you feel overstretched as much as there are days when you feel blissful. But ultimately, under all of that, you will still have the passion and the drive and the focus to carry on going because it's what you love more than anything. You won't feel enslaved. You'll still feel empowered. Even when you're tired, you'll still feel empowered. Because this this project, this this um, you know this this mission that you feel that you have, this purpose that you feel that you have, gives you back as much as you give it. And so, what I find with those who are in jobs that they feel are unsatisfying is that they're giving and giving and giving and not really getting much in return. You know, what they're getting in return is a paycheck that allows them to do other things. But what happens after a length of time is that paycheck. Although it allows them to do other things, the job doesn't give them the space or the energy to do other things. So either the money gets frittered away on um, things that aren't really necessary or the money gets uh, invested in things that sort of tie people down or the money doesn't feel like it's enough. You know, even when it's stacking up in the bank, it doesn't feel like it's enough because there's so much depletion in the area of this job and it becomes a vicious cycle. So how do we break that vicious cycle? 
I think if you find yourself in that situation where you feel desperately unhappy in your work, the question to ask yourself is, is this what I truly want to do with my life? If this was my last incarnation on planet Earth, and for many who don't believe in reincarnation, that would ring really true. But if, if this is the last life that I have, if, if, if these are my last days on, 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 planet, on planet, planet Earth, then is this how I want to spend it? If money was no object, if money was no concern, what would I be spending my days doing? And I think that's a really interesting question to ask oneself because if you didn't have a mortgage or rent to pay or bills to pay and you didn't have to worry about when your next paycheck was coming in, what would you spend your time doing? And I think most of us, many of us would say, well, I, I do nothing, I just lie on a beach and read a book or I, I travel or whatever. And, and I think those things are true and, and many of us yearn for that free lifestyle. But underneath all of that, again, it's really important to us as human beings that we have a sense of purpose and that we feel that we are making a difference in the world. So it might be that the initial answer is, oh, I would do nothing, I would lie on a beach. But under a bit more investigation, it might be that you you feel, well, I would do nothing if money was no object. I would lie on a beach or travel. But I'd also feel like I'd made a... Uh, like. I was making a positive contribution in the world. And then the question to ask yourself is, how can you make a positive contribution in the world? You know, what is it that makes you feel like you're making a positive contribution in the world? Now, I make these questions sound like they're really easy to answer. And in some ways they are, but in a lot of ways they're complex because what happens is that the moment we we go into asking these questions of ourselves, we immediately block ourselves. And we block ourselves with everything that we've ever been told about ourselves at school, you know, at university, through our fr friendships, uh, through our relationships, any programming that we've had from our family, any expectations from the people around us, from our peers, from our partners, from our family. And so suddenly our dream becomes very realistic. You know, what we do is that, what we tend to do is not dream big and then surrender to how it will happen. We tend to have a dream and then immediately downsize it to something that is realistic, in inverted commas. And then that's when we become lost or feel lost, like we're not really fulfilling our life purpose. So there's a body of work that I've created uh, quite recently, but I've actually been doing with clients for a number of years, probably about 10 years, that is focused on life purpose. There's a body of work now that's on the website um, under the Transformation Programs tab that is just focused on aligning you with your life purpose. And it runs through six sessions spread out every two weeks to ten days. And every session there is a focus on uncovering what your life purpose is, what you feel that your life mission is, and then how you can start to align yourself with that through energy healing, through block clearing, through meditation, through ritual, through um, mindfulness practices, through embodiment practices, through clearing out from your life everything that isn't serving you anymore, that's weighing you down, clearing toxicity, and also challenging and clearing negative beliefs and programming that is standing in the way of you aligning with your truth and what makes you truly happy. And a lot of times this programming goes back to childhood. Um, my sense is that, you know, when we're kids, there's lots of things that we want to do. There's lots of things that we love to do. But we always have something that was our, th our thing that gave us the most joy, whether it was 
painting or writing or singing or dancing, there was this thing that we were always seen doing. We were always caught doing this activity, whether whatever it was, creative or um, intellectual in some way. And then we get to an age where our parents start to inform us more and tell us more and more what they wish for us, that they've always wanted us to be a doctor or a lawyer or an artist or... I mean, it's quite rare that a parent will say, I've always wanted you to be an artist. It's rare that I've heard that in anyone's stories, but it that could be there. And suddenly we're conditioned by what our family wants us to do. You know, maybe we're the eldest and there's an expectation that we have to lead the family in some way, or maybe everyone in our family works in medicine or everyone in our family works in banking and that's what we have to do. Or perhaps that there, there's been situations in the family that's meant that you've had to grow up quite quickly and start bringing in money quite quickly so you never really had a chance to discover what you love you were just busy hustling so you could bring money in and you could put food on the table and now that's become a way of living so rather than just exploring the things that make us happy and just following that trail which really is the the sort of the song of our soul that's 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 leading us to where we wish to go we end up becoming distracted by other people's stories and fears and limitations I've heard people say, you know, oh, I've always, I always wanted to act, I always wanted to write or paint, and then I'll ask, well, what, you know, why didn't you do that? And they'll say, oh, because I'm terrible at it, or my parents told me I couldn't do it, I couldn't make a living out of it, or I once did a school play and someone told me I was terrible, and then suddenly this great desire becomes limited by other people's projections. Now, I'm not saying that just because we enjoyed something when we were children, we should make a life out of it or a career out of it. You know, perhaps we're not the greatest painters ever or the greatest artists or actors ever, but does that mean that we shouldn't still follow the thing that makes us really happy? My feeling is that when we're following the things that make us really happy, we're ultimately inevitably led to that where all our wishes are fulfilled and all our needs are fulfilled. So say it is, you know, being uh, a performer of some kind or a singer... Say that you've always loved singing and you always loved singing as a kid and then someone said to you, well, you can't make a living out out of this and you stopped. You didn't even think about it as something that you could pursue. But what if that person hadn't said to you, you could never make a living out of this and so you decided to study music and you went to music school for three years and then you left music school and you sang in a band and then somewhere along the way you went into songwriting and you teamed up with someone else and now you've got your own band and you're making music. Now the dream of that would be that you're making music and you're earning loads of money from it, right? Because that's what we'll say. We'll go, yeah, it could be that, but will I ever make any money from it? And that's a question that can't really be answered in a sense at the early stages of deciding what you want to do because if you're going into it just to make money, then you're not really being fueled by a passion, you're being fueled by a need. And it's a need that can that can take us down many paths that are sort of further away from the calling of our soul. If you're doing the thing that makes you extremely happy, you will find a way for your, for your needs to be met, um, whether that's through other avenues around the thing that is your passion. And I think sometimes we can be so single-minded, like, I love singing, therefore I will make money from singing. But you see, the journey could be, I love singing, so I sang for a bit. Then I decided to write songs for a bit. Then I managed bands for a bit. Then I opened my own singing school. Then I, I mean, who knows where that love for singing or for music could take you. It doesn't just have to go down one 
trajectory or one path. And I think we sometimes think that, that if we love something, it must lead us down one path and that one path will take us to success. And also it's a very limited idea of what success is. In our modern age, we seem to value success by comparing ourselves to our peers. So success is if I can have a house as as, as big or as... Um, as lovely as the next person or if if I can be living in this borough or if I can be sending my school my kids to the school or if I can be taking these holidays but success really is about what makes you happy and how fulfilled you are and that's irrespective of the amount of money that's in your bank account because ultimately as people always say and it's very true you can't take it with you but that's not to say that money doesn't give us a very comfortable life and I think it's important that we do have the goal of of wanting to have a comfortable life and there's nothing wrong with that and so sometimes it feels like there is a guilt around receiving um, compensation high compensation for doing the thing that we love like it's almost a it's a sinful thing that we do something that comes really easily to us and we get paid for it but that's what we're here to do we're here to do the things that bring us great joy and do feel effortless to us. And because they feel effortless, everything comes into alignment. And so everything is effortless, including earning a living. We sometimes have this myth that we have to work hard in order to be rewarded. And I feel the working hard thing is the very thing that takes us further away from what it is that we're here to do. So when I hear clients say, I'm not happy in my job or my job is depleting me, It often begs the question, why are you doing the thing that makes you so unhappy? I think this can be really terrifying, especially if we're later on in life. So we're not teenagers or in our early 20s, but we've reached 30, 40, 50, beyond. And we're suddenly looking at our life choices and saying, none of these things make me happy. Or, or, you know, one of these things doesn't make me happy. And we're terrified to change that because what will happen to the life that we've built? It's all we feel, we fear it's all going to crumble. My feeling is that in order to step into the life that was ours to always claim, the life where we do feel fulfilled and happy and abundant, we have to let go of the life that isn't working for us. And as human beings, we build attachments even to things that aren't healthy for us because we're creatures of habit in many ways and we get used to certain things. And my feeling is that we also get used to feeling miserable, feeling Uh, underappreciated we get used to working hard for very little reward we get used to that sort of adrenaline rush of life and to say that now I'm going to let go of that and I'm going to allow something else to come through come and come to me can feel really terrifying Um, that's why I love the life purpose work so much because you've got a space holder in all of that. You know, I think if we're having to navigate these changes by ourselves, it can feel really terrifying. But in the Life Purpose Program, I'm holding space. And so you have channeled guidance and you have meditations and rituals and journeys and practices to work with and you have coaching on every call and healing on every call. And so you're being, you're held while you're you're making these shifts and these changes in your life in a way that perhaps you weren't held when you were, a child or you were at school or university and you needed that guidance. I often feel that if we've come from backgrounds that are traumatic or where there was some kind of trauma of whatever magnitude, that we're sort of missing having space holding, you know, that, that if only we'd got that guidance when we were young or teenagers, we would have made different choices. And ultimately life is about the choices that we make. I sometimes see life as when I was growing up, you used to get you. You were able to get these books where um, 
there were multiple endings to a book. So say, you, you know, you reach a point in the book and your character or the character that you're following has to cross a bridge and you'd be given choices. So to cross the bridge, turn to page 42, to go under the bridge, turn to page 12, or to uh, stay where you are, turn to this page. And I used to love reading books like that because the ending was always different. Like You had so many infinite choices. Now, some choices would take you to the end of the book, as in you would reach your destination, and other choices would mean that you would not reach your destination you'd sort of die halfway through the story and other choices would take you somewhere else and it was fascinating and I would make a choice and if I didn't like the choice I would go back and and pick differently to see if I would prefer that choice it was sort of equally frustrating and fascinating at the same time and I kind of feel that this is how we live life is it's all about the choices that we make you know it's all about choosing whether to go to that class or that workshop or you know whether to hand our notice in or or whether to um, start a business you know and all these choices are frightening but ultimately if we choose from our heart spaces if we choose what feels good um, and not from a space of fear then we can only we can only be moving ever closer to what is our life purpose I think life purpose is a really big question and it's not one necessarily I want to cover in this podcast but briefly I see life purpose as feeling that life has a purpose you know, waking up every day and knowing that your purpose on this planet is to do whatever it is that you're doing. Um, and I I think that's a feeling that we know when we touch it and we know when we're not in it. Um, I spent many years, you know, doing jobs that I didn't enjoy just to kind of get me through uni and pay for my school books and things like that. And as I was stacking shelves or temping or whatever and bored out my skull I had an end goal in sight which was to make enough money to you know buy my textbooks or um pay my pay my rent or whatever but I didn't feel fulfilled I felt exhausted and drained at the end of the day and I remember stepping into the healing work after I'd attuned to Reiki and I was Reiki master and getting this sort of steady stream of clients coming to me in the very early days and I didn't really know what I was doing I was just kind of following a passion and even though I'd be exhausted at the end of, say, a day a day full of healing, say I'd seen five or six, seven clients in a day, um, or I'd had some long sessions or I'd been teaching, you know, I'd come home and be absolutely shattered. But I never felt depleted, as in I never felt like this is not what I want to do with my life. I, I always felt enriched by what I was doing. Um, and the moment that that started to wane for me, I, I built up my other passions like writing and creating and then suddenly found that desire again uh, was, was kind of burning away in a really strong way. So we're not meant to be living our lives coming home depleted and exhausted and unfulfilled. We're meant to be living our lives, you know, coming home at the end of the day and feeling like we've made a difference in the world. So that's the question to ask yourself when it comes to, you know, I hate my job or I'm not happy in what I'm doing, is what would make you happy? And to help you understand that better is to ask, well, what did used to make you happy when you were a child or a teenager? And the next question to ask is if there was anything you could do and money was no no barrier, no, no obstacle, what is it that you would choose to do with your life? And those questions, those questions I think, are enough to start start your journey, start start you on your journey. 
Um, and then when it comes to navigating those changes, I would absolutely 100% say that if you're considering a career change, get yourself a coach or a healer or someone who can hold that space for you while you start to make these changes in your life, in your personal life, in your thinking, in your Im- emotions. And also while you start to work through all those negative beliefs and programming, that's important to let go of so you can truly step into what you're here to do. And that's where the coach or the healer comes in. I think it's a really big topic, you know, life purpose, what are we here to do, how do we do it? But I just wanted to cover on cover it just really briefly, just to offer a bit of sustenance that if you're feeling that right now, because I've been hearing it a lot from clients recently, that this isn't a hopeless situation to be in, it's a hopeful situation to be in, because it means that you're on the cusp of a breakthrough. And obviously, if I can assist in any way in the work that I provide, whether it's the Life Purpose Program or the Core Wound Healing Program, then please feel free to drop me an email at amber at sacredspacehealing.org. That's amber at sacredspacehealing.org. Please also visit the website at www.sacredspacehealing.org. There's podcasts there, there's a YouTube channel, and there's meditations that you can listen to that may assist you also. Wherever you are on your journey, I send you much love and joy and empowerment. Until the next time, so it is and so it shall be.